So a couple weeks ago, we talked about Ephesians 6.4, which directly addresses the issue of parenting. Paul says to the parents, uh, the command for you is to raise up your children in instruction, in discipline, and the ultimate goal is basically to make your children disciples of Jesus. And so we said that the ultimate goal of parenting is not just making your child independent, it's not just you know, providing a good, secure life for your children, but as people who believe in the Bible, your ultimate goal as a parent is to raise your children in a way that they love God so much and that they are willing to follow Jesus no matter what the world throws at them. So that's kind of the ultimate goal of parenting. And now we're going to look at the other half of the equation and see how we can relate to our parents. And it's going to be a little bit easier today because uh, before not everyone was a parent, but today everyone is a child. And, uh, and most likely you have your parents uh, who are still alive. And so I just want to uh, address this uh, today with a lot of grace. So let's look at verse 1. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Now, right off the bat, you know, parents are probably saying amen to that, right? And then children are like, okay, this is why I hate coming to church, <laughs> because it throws, uh, the Bible throws commandments like this. Notice the word obey. It is an imperative, meaning that it's not a suggestion. It's not just a good idea that the Bible wants you to pick up, but it's a command, that it's a clear command given to children by God. But also notice that it's a command that comes out of a broader command. And that's something that we often don't notice in this passage. If you read verse 2, it says this, Honor your father and mother. And Paul is not just saying this, but he's actually quoting from the Old Testament, from the Ten Commandments, from Exodus 20, where the fifth commandment is, honor your father and mother. So it's important for us to understand the relationship between these two commandments. Paul says, oh, children, obey your parents in the Lord. And he says this out of that old command, honor your father and mother. So children are called to obey their parents. However, everyone is called to honor their parents. There's a distinction. When you are young, when you are immature, when you um, don't know what's right and what's wrong, if you are living under the umbrella of, of your parents, it is important for you to obey your parents. Because your parents, they have this God-given responsibility to raise you up, to instruct you, to discipline you. Uh, the main way God wants you to know who he is and, 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 and learn how to love him is through your parents. That's the clear command that he gave to uh, the parents in verse 4. So ideally, if they're doing their job, if they are instructing you, guiding you, leading you without provoking you to anger, then you should obey them because what they're saying is good for you. They're saying things so that you would love God more and so that you would follow Jesus in a more profound way. So that's important for younger children and teenagers and even young adults who are living under their, the umbrella of their parents. But just see three verses before this passage, Paul, he's talking about the idea of marriage, and he's quoting from Genesis 2.24. He says this, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So what is he saying? He's saying there's a moment in your life when you have to actually leave your parents. And by leaving, he's not just talking about physically leaving, but he's also talking about 
as authority, you know, you are no longer under the authority, but rather you are forming your own family. That's what he's saying. Uh, so there comes a point in your life when you get married, and nowadays, uh, you know, people get married a lot later than what it w- was uh, before. So I think when you grow up, when you become independent, when you're you no longer under the umbrella of your parents, uh, that's when, you know, you should kind of move into the direction. You, you no longer are obeying everything that your parent has to say to you. Um, and the reason why is because hopefully for 18, 20 years, you heard enough that you know better, that no longer does your parents have to kind of micromanage you. They don't have to teach you every detail about life, but you are already equipped with God's word. You love Jesus enough that when trials come, when struggles happen, that you're able to go to God's word. Because the whole point of parenting, by the way, is to make you a disciple of Christ, right? They're not teaching you their ideas, but they're teaching you the ideas of the Bible, how to follow Jesus, And so there comes a point where parents have to let go of their children. It's hard. And by the way, um, if they come come to you for advice, by all means, give godly advice. Doesn't mean, okay, I have nothing to do with you and just don't don't turn them away. Hopefully they will because they know your character. They know that you're wise, that they know that you love the Lord, and hopefully they'll come to you. But you don't have to go into their life. You don't have to go into their marriage. You don't have to go into their parenting and tell them what to do. Because they are independent from your authority. Now they only kind of follow the authority of, of God. Uh, the moment that you get married, they, they form their own family. So you have to let them go. So some people might say, some parents might say, well, what if they are walking in sin? Absolutely, you can call that out. But not as a parent, but really as a fellow Christian, you can call that out in love. Um, You don't have to go in and tell them what to do. And the reason why is because you already have 20 years, 20 plus years to tell and teach your children how to raise a godly family. You should demonstrate that already before they go into their marriage. You should already have that talk. Like when you, when they already are married and you try to correct them, it's, it's too late. So instead of thinking about the future and instead of thinking that you have a chance to correct them down the road, at a young age, teach them about how to raise godly children. Teach them about how to have a healthy marriage. Teach teach them about sex. Teach them about all these different things that they will need down the road. And as long as they love the Lord and they fear the Lord and they follow Jesus Christ, they're going to be okay. Will they be perfect? No. They might stumble down the road, and you can pray for them, you can encourage them, at times you can definitely talk to them and see if they will take your counsel, but don't be offended if they don't obey you, because there comes a point in your life where you have finished your job as a parent when it comes to having your child obey you, and now it's more that you are giving, walking with them uh, when they need you. The, the parent-child relationship, it, it's not a simple relationship. It changes over time, and we're going to look at that in a second. But that also means if you're living under the roof of your parents, and if, especially if you are on the younger side um, and you are dependent on your parents, that means uh, you should honor your parents. You should obey your parents the best of your ability. And that's why uh, when men, when, when you get married, you should ask uh, your future father-in-law permission to marry the, your future wife because, you know, technically that lady is under the authority of the father. So 
in a way, you're acknowledging and recognizing the authority of the Father. At the same time, you're asking permission, that asking him, will you trust me in a way that I'll now lead her in a godly way and sanctify her with the word of God? So just because your child seems young and immature does not mean you should always dive into their lives, especially when they are already uh, adults and they are forming their own family. Don't try to fix things later. Disciple them right now at a young age. So the obedience part, the command to obey, that doesn't necessarily apply in every situation, especially for older folks. But the command to honor your parents, that applies to everyone. There is no distinction. There's no word children there. Um, it just simply says, honor your father and mother. So everyone is called to honor their parents, whether you are three years old or 73 years old, as long as you have earthly parents who are alive, you are commanded to honor them in the best of your ability. So look at verse 2 one more time. Honor your father and mother. It does not say everyone should like their parents. It does not say everyone should admire them or enjoy them. It does not even say everyone should trust their parents. It simply says, honor your parents. By the way, there is no footnote where it says, honor your parents if they're a Christian, if they're Christians. Honor your parents if they deserve it. Honor your parents if they did well enough to raise you up. That's not what it says. It says simply, honor your parents. And this is a hard command to swallow. It says, no matter who you are, no matter who your parents are, no matter what kind of situation you were in before, honor them. Everyone is called to honor their parents. And two things about this. Number one, it is a serious command. Remember, this is part of the Ten Commandments. And if you look at the layout of the Ten Commandments, the first four commandments, they have to do with your relationship with God. Have no other God before me. You know, do not use the Lord's name in vain. Do not create idols, an image of idols, Sabbath. Those first four commandments, it has to do with your relationship with God. The rest of the commandments has to do your relationship with other people. And the first thing that comes up is your relationship with parents. Before the Bible says do not murder, before the Bible says do not steal, before the Bible says do not commit adultery, it says honor your father and mother. That carries a lot of weight. And if that wasn't clear enough, Exodus twenty-two fifteen says, whoever strikes his father and mother shall be put to death. Exodus twenty-two seventeen says, whoever curses his father and mother shall be put to death. Leviticus 29 says, for anyone who curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. So the Bible is pretty clear. Now, some people might say, Pastor James, isn't that the Old Testament, right? Uh, what about the New Testament? And in Romans 1.30, it says this, uh, people who don't see that acknowledging God is fitting, they give a long list and how people are slanderers, haters of God, they are boastful, and in the middle of that long list of people who are, in a way, dishonoring God, it says, disobedient to parents. Same thing with 2 Timothy 3.1. When it lists these different sins, it says disobedient to their parents. So this idea of honoring parents, it applies to everyone at every life stage. If you think about it, even Jesus obeyed his parents, his earthly parents. Was Jesus smarter than his earthly parents? Probably. 
Was Jesus more holier than his earthly parents? Absolutely. But it says in Luke 2.15 that Jesus was submissive. That word submissive is used. He was submissive to his parents. The God of the universe, the one who created it all, submits to his earthly parents. Why? Not because they're better than him, but because they, that's a command. That's the command that God gives to everyone. Everyone is called to, some, uh, to honor their parents. This is a serious command, but also notice that this comes with a serious blessing. In verse 2, look at it one more time. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. So two things that Paul mentions here. If you keep this, by the way, even in, in, in the Old Testament, in the Ten Commandments, this is not just the first promise that's given according to the command, but it's actually the only command that has a promise. It says, if you keep this, you, it, it will go well with you, and you will live long in the land. So it's, it's good for you. If you honor your parents, it's going to be beneficial to you. And it makes sense, literally, because when I look at my child, Timothy, uh, the other day we were going hiking, and he, he wanted to jump into the water. We, there was some, a stream of water there, and so we are like, okay, fine. We have uh, water shoes. We can walk around a little bit. And he starts going deeper and deeper into the water. What do I say? Timothy, don't go into the water. What does he do? He goes deeper into the water, right? It's this constant battle. Like if I tell Timothy, hey, that, that thing is hot. Don't touch it. He's like, oh, no, I want to touch it. The children, they can't distinguish what's right and what's wrong. They have to learn what's good and what's evil. They don't know what's dangerous and what is safe. And that's why parents tell the, their children, don't talk to strangers or don't get into the car with strangers. Don't go too deep into water. Uh, make sure you have your seatbelt on. All these different commands, if you keep it, you live longer, literally, right? Uh, the only reason why you and I are alive today is because you have parents who are willing to tell you what is dangerous and what is not dangerous. And, and they protected you so far. Things that we seem like are basic and we, seem, we think it's common sense, it's not common sense to children. So if we obey this command, we can live a little bit longer. But it's not just talking about the longevity of your life, but I think it's talking about generational blessing. Uh, especially when you look at the Old Testament, it talks about how if you honor your parents for generations, there's going to be a blessing in your household. And it makes sense because when you honor your parents the way that you're called to do, and you teach your children to walk in the ways of the Lord, then what are they going to do? Well, they're going to honor you, and they're going to walk in the ways of the Lord. The same thing is going to happen to their children, and then their children. And as long as they're faithfully walking in the way of the Lord, then they're going to stay in the promised land. They're going to stay in God's blessings. They're going to stay in God's provision and in protection. So we see that this idea of blessing is not just longevity, but it's generational. What it's saying is, if you honor your parents, you can have generational faith in your family, and that's an incredible blessing. So everyone is called to honor their parents. This is a serious command, but at the same time, it comes with a serious blessing. So what in the world does it mean to honor your parents? The word honor is actually sometimes translated as glory. It's the Hebrew word kebab, and it means heaviness. It means it's weighty. 
And so when the Bible commands honor your father and mother, it's basically saying don't take your parents lightly. You know, know that they are there for a reason. Respect them. Value them. Don't treat them like they're nobody, but um, honor them. For, for children, this means, younger children, this means obey them and, and, and follow what they have to say. Now, there is an exception because parents, basically, they don't have authority of their own, but God gives them this parental authority. And so if they cause you to disobey God, then you obey God rather than men. If your parents tell you to steal something, then you tell them no. If they tell you to, you know, you can't go to church anymore uh, and you can't worship God, then most likely your answer should be no. I mean, you still face the consequences. You still try to respect them and honor them by taking the consequences, but you don't disobey God in order to honor your earthly father. That has to be very, very clear. But as you get older, your dynamic, your relationship with your, your parents, it's going to change. I mean, if you're still listening to everything that they have to say when you're in your 30s, that means you learn nothing from them. And so, uh, but we can still honor our parents. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples of how we can honor our, our parents. The first example is this. We can honor our parents by being good listeners. We can listen to them. Proverbs 13.1 says this, A wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. So even when your father and mother is old, when you have a big life decision, I mean, you don't have to strictly obey them, but it's good to get their input. It's good to get their opinion. It's good to have them speak into your life because, you know, by doing so, you're showing trust. You're displaying that I actually value what you have to say. And so many teenage parents, they get hurt because their children simply are not willing to talk to them. Right? They, and, and they're not willing to listen as well. That line of communication, we have to keep it open because Proverbs 22, 30, 23 says, listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Just because she is old does not mean she doesn't know anything. She probably still has a lot of wisdom. You know, it's funny that even evil parents, they know what's best for their children. They can't do it themselves but they can say what is right. And that's why Jesus says even an evil father knows how to good, give good gifts to their children. So listen to your parents. Give them your ear. Second thing is this. You honor them by showing appreciation. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of sacrifice to raise a child, and I'm learning this the hard way. Uh, so you change a diaper about five times a day, and you do that 365 times a day, and, if, and then you do that for uh, multiple years, and not only do you change diapers, you pay for those diapers, you pay for those food, right? So uh, it takes a lot to actually raise a child. Uh, it's not like parents have this unlimited bank account where they can provide everything for their children. Have you ever seen your parents' wedding photo? Is it beautiful? Isn't it beautiful? Like, they look really different when they were young, right? Uh, they look fresh. They look charming. And you ask them, what happened? The answer is you. You happened. They were young. They were vibrant. They were full of energy. They were not boring people. They, had knew, they knew how to have fun until they had you. 
Uh, and so the moment you enter into the world, uh, I mean, they might not make the biggest sacrifices for you, but every parent makes a sacrifice for their children. If you have a mother who gave birth to you, which is everyone, for nine months, 10 months, she carried you around. And they go through so much pain and so much shame when they go through all that delivery. And, and, and after that, they breastfeed. And it's, it's just time after time, such a challenge, which they can only overcome through grace. So know that parenting is actually pretty hard. If not, like we said before, it is impossible. They have a pretty hard task. And you might say, well, then why did they have me? I never asked them to be my parents. They never asked you to be their child. Like, if, if they had a child who can have a 4.0 GPA on his own, who can have photographic memory, a child who would never disobey them, they would, their life would be easy too. So it's both ways. That's why we can give a, a little bit grace. You know, we never chose them. They never chose us. We're just in this because God commands us to honor one another. Uh, so know that uh, Proverbs 23, 25 says this, let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. Now, some might say, I don't have money to make my mom and dad happy. It doesn't take a lot of money, uh, but it does take a lot of love to, to make your parents happy. It's not about buying the best gifts for them, but it's just recognizing them, remembering them, just saying that you love them every now and then. And third way we can honor our parents is this, you honor them by taking care of them when they get old. Now, that's the biggest change that's going to happen down the road. At one point, they took care of you. Later, you're going to have to take care of them. Uh, your roles change. Uh, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not uncommon for people to think, okay, you know, our parents can just be good on their own, and they should have their own retirement plan. But it's kind of sad that parents have to worry about retirement, right? when they have like children, uh, of course, you know, you, know, you wanna be faithful with your money and there's better ways to plan for their future, but so many parents, they plan for retirement because they don't trust their children. Because they're not sure if their children are actually gonna take care of them just like they take care of their children. So they're like, I gotta make sure I have money aligned, I have to make sure I have a house ready because who knows, if they cut ties with me, I'm on my own. So just know that down the road, you can honor your parents by taking care of them. And I know this is really hard. The Bible never says honoring your parents is actually easy. And that's why it's in Ephesians 6, 1, 2, and 3. Because right before this passage, you know what it says? It says that you do this because you know who Jesus is. You do this to honor Jesus. It says you do this because you don't get drunk on wine, but because you are filled with the Spirit. The Bible says the only way that you can do this, you can honor your parents out of reverence of Christ, is if you are filled with the Spirit. And you know what happens when you get drunk on wine. Hopefully, actually, hopefully you don't. But that you get to do things that you never thought you would be able to do. And, and, and the things that you normally do, you don't do. And that's the idea that, that Paul is communicating when he says, don't get drunk on wine, but literally get drunk on the Spirit. Get, 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 get filled with the Spirit, because the Spirit is going to empower you to do things that you never imagined you could do, and it's going to help you stay away from the things that you usually do, a.k.a. sin. And so this commandment, God is not just throwing at you, but he's saying, let me give you the grace that you need to obey this command. So everyone is called to honor their parents in the Lord, whether you like it or not, whether they are worthy of your honor or not, 
God says, honor them. And here's an important reason why you should still choose to honor them, despite how much they hurt you, how much pain they cause in your life. When you are able to forgive your parents or love your parents and, and in a way, honor your parents, even though they don't deserve anything of that, your children will see. And when you need their understanding, when they, you need their grace, they're going to give you the same grace that you need at that moment. There's an old story. Uh, it's actually a, a tradition in Korea. Uh, long ago, there was this tradition where uh, if parents get old, around their 70s, um, because it, it's too much to take care of them, they can't work physically. Uh, so what they did was they took their parents on this wooden kind of carrier um, along with a hot meal. They took them to deep into these caves or, or the mountains, and, and they would put down their old parents, they would put down a hot meal, and they would say goodbye. That was an old tradition. Um, literally because if they don't do that, the whole family was going to starve. It was too burdensome. Like, and it was, it was pretty messed up, right? But there's uh, also a tale uh, that, that, that's shared and that explains why this tradition gone away. One day, a father, according to the tradition, uh, went and, and he, his parents were pretty old, so his mother, uh, he, he put on a, this wooden carrier, took his son, went all the way up into the mountain, gave her his, her last hot meal, and said goodbye. And while he did that, he left that wooden carrier there. And as they're coming down, he noticed that his son ran back to the grandmother. And he thought, okay, maybe he's trying to say goodbye. Maybe it's hard to say goodbye. And the son come, comes back with a wooden carrier. And the father says, well, hey, why did you bring that? And the son says, well, I need it when you get old. Our children learn from our actions. If you don't honor your parents simply, they don't deserve your honor. When you don't deserve the honor of your children, which most likely it's going to happen, they're not going to show grace. But if you're able, for some crazy reason, even though they don't deserve a thing, you're able to love them, honor them, even forgive them, not because they deserve it, but because you honor Christ and you, did, you, you love Christ so much, then your children are going to learn that. And when you are in need in your life, they're going to show grace the way that you displayed grace to your parents. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing to honor your parents. You don't have to obey everything. But remember that God placed them in your life. Sometimes you don't understand fully why they place, they're there and why they, you're placed under them. But God has a plan. It's not by an accident. So trust in him. And lastly, I just want to address those who have been abandoned by their parents. And it, it's, it's a hard situation, especially when you have gone through so much pain, so much suffering at a young age. But listen to the words of Psalm 2710. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. The father that you always dreamed of, the parents that you always dreamed of, notice that God is your heavenly father. He's exactly who you've been dreaming. The one who can provide for you. The one who can protect you. The one who has your best interests. The one who is willing to 
guide you and lead you and pour out his wisdom, the Bible is very clear where it says those who are abandoned by their earthly families, God still takes them in and calls them his child. So no matter how much abuse you went through, no matter how hard things have been, know that God is the ultimate judge and your parents will pay the price for their sins. Leave that up to God. You don't have to be the avenger. You don't have to take vengeance upon them. Trust in God's sovereignty, his justice. At the same time, trust in God's word and his commandment to honor your parents. Don't be like your parents. Rather, follow Jesus. Amen? Let's pray.